Welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra, and uh, I'm broadcasting from Tulum, Mexico. I hope wherever you are, uh, whatever country, area, region that you live in, you can sink into your heart and appreciate this moment. And again, the technology is giving us an opportunity to connect with each other and be here, be here now, and to have this connection and be able to see each other and communicate with each other. And this is a, a blessing. And quite often we happen to take it for granted and not value it because it's available and it's there all the time. So, but we only notice its value when we lose it. And uh, we understand that, wow, that was very wonderful. Uh, I could just stay in the living room of my house and connect with other people around the world or, or meditate or listen to someone's lecture or teachings. So uh, let's just be grateful for everything we have right now. And it's very similar to the same situation happened at the pandemic. We are very basic um, privileges were taken away, like going to a restaurant and, and have lunch or dinner without being hassled or being restricted. And it's something we never thought, not even for a moment. The thought came to my mind that in this life, there may be a moment that I can't even go in a restaurant or a cafe and order some food. And that would be like a nightmare doing it or really a big deal. And I would get to a point that I say, oh, wow, thank God I can really go sit in a restaurant, sit down and order food. As simple as that. So we have a tendency for take things for granted and until we lose them. And because of that, I feel, I feel that not taking anything for granted as far as this is always going to be here, this, this connection or this event is always going to be available and I can be nonchalant about it. And okay, maybe I just go for it today. If not, it's going to be, it's going to be here next week as well. And because of that, which is not true, because this can disappear at any moment, like anything else in life. I can disappear at any moment. You can disappear at any moment. Anything can happen at any moment. So I decided that um, I'm going to have our retreat. This is the fifth time we're doing a retreat in the middle of Sweden in the mountains. And I decided to go for the Enlightenment Retreat. Um, and the dates are from June 6th to 13th. And I feel that it's very important time for us, the lovers of the truth, to come together and bring our energies together and create a vortex. A vortex that has the ability to transmit the highest level of the truth by living it, 
by coming together in this unified field of oneness, that what, that's what we're planning to do for one week in this very magical place, this part of the world. And this particular area that is pure magic and is very vibrant is that we come together. And those who really mean it, the ones who are able to do it and they really mean it and they want to walk the talk. So we'll bring our forces together and we sit in silence. We dance together. We laugh together. And we bring our focus on the focal point within. We'll bring our focus to the heart space and to create the unified field and be able to transmit it internally and externally. It's very important we do it. And to create an opportunity for ourselves to be able to go through transformation by creating the bubble, by creating a powerful, like it's a pot that you're cooking food in it and you're just heating it up. And by coming into it, it's like you're jumping on a barbecue and it's hot and it's boiling. So coming into the space, entering into the space. And what it does is you give yourself an opportunity to accelerate your process of awakening, to speed it up from this half sleepy way that it's going forward, that it's very easy to get persuaded and to be pulled away from the path is to actively jump into it and really activating it, awakening the grid within yourself by actually walking into the fire and coming into the field. And that's a main part, major part of it. Because when I think about it, that if through this academy and the work I do, if we can create a few enlightened people can pop out of this work, that by itself would have a very powerful impact on the destiny of this planet and the destiny of whatever the environment you're in. One enlightened being can change the course of millions of people by their presence. Because in, in the time that everything is so crazy, like now, with all the stories coming out, from the news, whether they're real or they're, they're just made up, we don't know. But all this turmoil, all this craziness that they're putting out is we need a handful of people who can remain very still. They can stay in their hearts. They can stay in meditation. They can stay in the love and not forget who they are not to be afraid by what's happening, not to be affected, stay in the center. We need that to balance the madness. Somebody has to stay centered and not affected. And that's the goal of this coming retreat is to help you discover the treasure that's inside yourself, discovering your power the enorm enormous power which resides within each of us, that we have no idea of this power. We have no idea what's inside us until we are forced to look at it 
and we come across its, its presence, then we get to realize slowly, wow, I had no idea the Buddha is inside myself. I had no idea who I am until you get a taste of it. Then you start to realize who you are. And then your role changes. You're no longer a beggar. From being, from being a beggar, we become a king. We become the queen. And that has happened to many, many awakened beings throughout the history of mankind. That they've come to their power and recognizing who they really are. Very well. Well, I'll welcome you all. Thank you for being here. If you have any questions, you're welcome to ask me. Uh, just to finish this part of it, the retreat is going to happen between from June 6th to the 13th. You can contact me, uh, Amir, uh, Hilde Evenstad, and Annalie in Sweden. So if you have any questions, reach out to us, and we're happy to help you. Good thing. Somebody messaged me and uh, they asked me to, if I would talk about enlightenment. So let's talk about enlightenment since that's the topic and the time and situation, the ambiance uh, requires immediate transformation and no messing around. So let's talk about that. But we, before I talk about the enlightenment, let's, let's look at one other thing. Why are we here? Why do we attend this academy or any teacher that you may be going to? And uh, why do you do that? Why do you go to these teachers? Why are you watching um, YouTube videos from these different teachers? Uh, what's the reason? that you're put, putting your time, energy, and in some instances, you have to spend money. And why do you do that? What's, what's the point? What are you looking for? Anybody? Because I can find a million other things that I would put my time and energy on and spend my money on rather than doing this. I can go to a nice concert, dancing or music, festival or a good dinner, or I can go shopping, do shopping, goofing off, uh, go to a very nice dinner with my friends and have some great wine. Why would I do this? And no, no one, nobody wants to volunteer. Okay. I want in inner peace and freedom. You want peace and freedom. Why? Well, what does peace and freedom do for you? Everything. It's all. I don't want pain and suffering anymore. Okay. Yeah. Now you said the real answer. You don't want pain and suffering. And this pain and suffering, is it physical or it's emotional, mental? It has been both, but uh, it's only my thoughts that uh, have been my jail taker. You know, I've been in jail because of my thoughts. So there is this pain and suffering happening. And... It's all internal most of the time. It's regarding I'm not good enough. I'm not loved enough. Why am I lonely? Why do I wake up in the morning and feel depressed? Why am I having so, so many ups and downs? Why aren't I happy with my life? I have a beautiful husband, a beautiful wife, 
kids, money in a bank, beautiful home, and I'm not happy. I'm still not happy. I have everything worldly. I got everything, but I'm still not happy. Or you may not have everything, you know, but we're using a scenario that somebody has everything, but they feel empty inside or they're suffering. The suffering is not feeling good with, with themselves, not being happy. And, and on a deeper level, we begin to realize that there is something more to life that what appears to be, what's being presented to us. Maybe at one point you lose somebody you love, your love of life, your son, your daughter, your somebody close to you, somebody valuable, and they died prematurely. And your puts you through a complete spin of questioning life. Maybe you had an accident and you had a near-death experience. Maybe you were in, in a prison, torch being tortured. Your freedom was taken away. Maybe you lost everything. You went bankrupt and lost everything. There's many, many reasons that bring, brings us and pushes us to look inside and look deeper, as well as everyday life with its ups and downs, like right now, events happening in the life. Maybe you're not the type of person who's questioning things, but now that the, the world, it appears to be in a fluke, and it's got all these dramas, and maybe that's what is triggering you to look within yourself, or maybe a combination of all of it. But something has triggered you and it continues triggering you and you're looking for the answers. You're looking for a way out, out of the emptiness or the suffering, the anxiety, the worry, the uncertainty of what is going to happen in, in the world. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my children? What's going to be in the future? And then you're looking for answers. You're looking for some kind of comfort. And that happens to many, many spiritual seekers. You know, for whatever reason, something triggers that you're not happy within yourself. You're not satisfied. It's not enough. There is something more. And you know it deep down that there is something more than what it appears to be. And then we start to look, we're seeking, we're looking around. So we become a seeker, seeker of the truth, seeker of love, even though we don't really know it's love at the end of the day that we're looking for, that we have it within ourselves, that rules everything, and overrides everything. It's love, the power of love, not romantic love. Don't, don't, be, don't get fooled by that. Not romantic love, true love. So, and then we start to go towards self-realization, self-awakening, and also seeking. Uh, Siddhartha, who turned to become the Buddha, and his father had these uh, psychics 
an astro astronomer as astro astrologist uh, telling doing his chart and saying that this boy is destined to leave the palace and to go on the path of self-realization and leaves his family and everything. So his father, who was a king, surrounded him with all beauty, all the good stuff, and did not allow any um, person who's sick or they have gray hair or, or they look very fragile or sick or old. He wouldn't, his father would not allow Siddhartha to see anything like that. Only beautiful stuff, fresh, beautiful things like that. And Siddhartha, of course, at one point, and he's a prince, he's married, he's got a wife, he has children, he's a beautiful person, very loving, caring, but has never been outside of the palace, has never like walked out more than a kilometer or two to see what's going on in the real world. And one evening in the middle of the night, he feels this extreme urge that he needs to leave the palace. So, because something was pulling him, something was calling him. And he sneaks out of the palace in the middle of the night and he just keeps walking. And by the daytime, he comes across a, a village that there were old people. So for the first time, he's seeing gray hair people. He, see, he sees sick people. He sees poverty. And he had never seen that before. And he just keeps going forward. And he starts to see that there's actually suffering in the world. People suffer. And not everybody's living the kind of life he's been accustomed to. And that sets the tone. And from there, he renounces his wealth, his claim on, on the throne, his wife, his children, his parents. He renounces everything. And he goes on this mission of self-realization. He goes on this mission of enlightenment and awakening. He gives up everything. How many people are willing to give up everything for self-awakening, for self-realization? You realize that? And it's a very, very interesting part here because you always, when it comes to absolute truth and freedom to really going for it and awakening, you have to give up something or more than one thing. And those who are willing to give up everything and go for it and dedicate their life on the path of awakening because they don't want to suffer anymore. They want to awaken from this illusion, from this dream of this world. They want to wake up from it and come to realization. They gave up everything. They went for it. They committed fully into their path and desire to awaken. And that's what happened to Siddhartha. And he goes through different phases. I mean, he goes through phases that he thought he needs to starve his body. So, and not take any food and 
So he goes into starving his body, sacrificing his body. And he realizes that's not even the way. So he goes to different extremes and eventually he discovers the middle path. And after seven years that he's on this journey that he dedicates everything to his cause, finally he comes to awakening and he realizes the truth of who he is. He recognizes the kingdom of heaven is in his heart. That's where it is. It's within you. But what is this awakening? In this process that we're going through of awakening is also realizing that we are not our thinking mind, this mind that we believe we are, these thought patterns that is happening, that we so dearly hanging out are the way we think, our ideas of how life should be, or it is, how universe has been constructed, these ideas that you carry, even about good and bad, light and dark, all of these things, they're all thoughts. Everything is simply thoughts. And we believe our thoughts. And we think what we are thinking is who we are. I am my thinking mind. That's what I believe in. And this thinking mind becomes your master. And it's going to take you into the past and regrets of I should have done this and I should have done that. And it's going to take you to the future of what's going to happen to me. And it continuously tortures you. It's always going to fear, worry, anxiety, uncertainty, and it keeps torturing you. And you live a lifetime all the way to the end of your life. And most people never realize that their thinking pattern, their belief system, their thoughts, their mind is not who they are. Who I am has nothing to do with my mind and my thoughts. That's what happened to Siddhartha. That's where he realized he's not his thoughts. Do you know that? Have you come to that realization? Have you discovered that you are not your thoughts? You ask yourself that question and you see where you're at. Secondly, almost every single human being, unless they're awake, believe that what they feel is who they are. They believe they're their feelings. And it's worst for women, because even though women are much more sensitive and more in tuned than men, but they're more identified to their feelings and emotions. So the recognition of these emotions, these feelings that appear in your body, in your psyche, in your being, these ups and downs, Waking up in the morning feeling depressed. By noon, you feel fine. By afternoon, you're happy. Then you listen to some news from the war or pandemic, and then fear and anxiety comes back. The deep belief that you are your emotions, and no one has ever told you that that's not true. Most schools of spirituality and the mainstream world is constantly hypnotizing you to believe in this illusion that you are 
what you're feeling. You are your emotions. And that's what happened to Siddhartha. Siddhartha realized that he is not his feelings, his emotions. He's not his past traumas. He's not connected to the traumas that have happened to his ancestors, to himself. So he, he became free on his path to enlightenment. And lastly, the strongest identification we have in this, in this life is identifying with the meat, this, this unit, the body-mind mechanism, this mechanism, which is a unit. We call it the body. You, you call it me. And we give it extreme amount of importance. And it requires a lot of your energy. If you're a person who, like to look, who likes to look good, be presentable, uh, fashionable, then you spend time decorating, cleaning, taking care of your body. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people who spends time decorating, cleaning, taking care of the unit of this vehicle. Some people don't care. They let it go. Some people get very obsessed with it and they really believe this is who they are. And what happens without knowing this mechanism becomes an object of worship. So we start worshiping the body and we forget we're not our bodies. And the body becomes the object of the worship as well as identification. We really believe that this is who I am. This is me. And so anything's wrong with it, I freak out. And then as this is coming to termination, because finally at one point, this body has to die. It's going to decay. It will get old. It will get sick. And it's time for it to go, which is okay. But I'm hanging on to it because I think if this dies, I die. And that happens to majority of human beings on this planet because of that belief system and that fear, they have to come back. They come back again for another round. They have to pick up another bodysuit and come back for one more round. Siddhartha realized that he is not his body either. He recognized that. But Siddhartha sacrificed everything for freedom and awareness. Papaji sacrificed everything for freedom and awareness. Many, many awakened beings, they sacrificed everything. They went for it. They didn't go half-assed. A little bit here, a little bit there. They went for it. And they had no, they didn't come up with excuses. They didn't come up with excuses. They went for it. And you can check within yourself. There's a measurement stick that you can use for yourself. You don't have to say this to anybody because it doesn't matter. You can check to see where you're at with yourself. See how much you're willing to sacrifice. And it normally starts with your money. It's the body and your money come and see what is it you're willing to give, to give up, to part with. Are you 
willing to die for God? Are you willing to let go? Are you willing to spend money for it? To let go of the money? To let go of your social status? To let go of your positions? To let go of whatever that you think is very important to you? How bad are you willing to let go? Based on how bad you're willing to let go, God comes and rewards you and gives you back based on that. Because you have to demonstrate to, the, to her, her Majesty that you're worthy. You're worthy of awakening. You're worthy to enter into the kingdom of heaven. The gates are not just readily available for everybody. It is available, but you have to be worthy to enter into that realm of awakening. And that's based on how much are you willing to sacrifice. And there's no ifs or buts. There's no way around it. And awakening, it's not an object. Enlightenment is not an object. It's not a trophy. It's not like I come and say, I got enlightened, enlightened, now this is my accomplishment. You who, that's not how it is. It's a very impersonal event that happens. It's an event that happens, which brings you to illumination. It's the illumination of the idea of who you think you are. You think you are a person, and this person is responsible for saving the world or whatever, saving herself or providing for her family or doing this and doing that. You have an idea, you have a feeling that you are the one who's doing things. You're the doer. And in this process of awakening, as you're awakening, this idea starts to disappear. It starts to fade away. And the magic, the wisdom begin to appear in your life. We want to understand the power, the presence of God, and the power of love with our thinking mind. You know, it's like people come to me and ask me, like, if I pay this much and I do this thing, when do I get to enlightenment? As if You've taken your BMW to the dealership and they're going to change a part of the engine and you're going to pay this much money and the job will be done, which if you go to a reputable dealership, they're going to get your car fixed. You're going to pay this much money and they're going to fix it. There's no ifs or buts. It's a for sure deal. But this awakening enlightenment, illumination, it doesn't work that way. It system of work is different. You have to keep putting yourself, positioning yourself correctly and to be in the environment of it. It's like a cooking, it's like there's a master chef and they're making a stew, making a very like amazing stew. But making this stew, this meal, first of all, the best meals that I've ever had, they took time to get ready. They weren't cooked fast. 
and they required a lot of preparation. And there were different ingredients that need to be added. And so you may give all the ingredients to somebody, but they don't know when to add what and how long this thing needs to cook. So you're going to have like a stew, a pot of stew with lamb shang in it and a lot of vegetables, or you're going to have a goulash or ash or whatever. You're going to have to cook it slowly, gently, and at the right time, adding different ingredients and tasting to see, okay, we need a little bit more salt. We need a little bit more pepper. Maybe I should add a little bit lemon juice to it and let it cook, cook slowly, slowly. And the same thing here in this process of awakening, positioning yourself in the right environment so you can get cooked, bringing yourself into the unified field, being an actual, the pressure cooker. So you're under the influence of the awareness. The power of awareness is changing you in cellular level. This is not something you can read. This is not something you memorize. This is not something I can just say, give me this much money and you're going to get this back. It doesn't work that way. You have to show up and put yourself in the environment. So by being in the right environment, by being in the power, then things starts to change in a cellular level. And your way of thinking begins to change the way you feel about things. All of a sudden, you start to re realize the more you're working on yourself, the more quiet you are, the, the easier you can let go of things, whatever things are. You got to let them go. You have to learn in this process how to let go. Because look, at the end of the day, you're going to have to let go of your body. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to die? Are you ready to die today? Today is the last day of your life. Are you willing to die today? If I tell you you're going to merge in with God, are you willing to let go of your body today? Or are you going to come and say, oh, wait a minute, but I need, there's one thing I didn't do. I need to do it. No, 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 no. Right now, are you, how bad do you want God? You have to let go of your body. Go. If you really want God, are you willing to do it right now? Right now? Yeah? Okay. Think about it and check in with yourself. See where you're at. You're going to have to let go of the most important thing in your life, which is this, your body. So you're going to have to let this one go. Are you? So if you're going to have to let this one go, how about the rest of the things? Oh, I can't, uh, but I can't let my glasses go. I really need them. And, you know, I really need this thing too. No, sweetheart, you're going to have to let everything go. So when do you want to start the process? You want to wait or you want to do it now? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Because you've been waiting and postponing for thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years. You've been postponing it. How much longer do you want to do that? When are you ready? Enlightenment, awakening, freedom, 
from suffering, reaching the higher level of consciousness has a price to pay. And nobody can escape that. Everyone who got there paid the price one way or the other. And the number one ingredient of it is you're going to have to let go. The more you become quiet, the more you dive inside, the more you realize that it's the mind which is attached to things. It's in your mind. The attachments are happening. The more your mind becomes quiet, the more you start to disappear, the freer you become, the more you just let it go. These are just things. They're things. Because the power of love begins to get stronger within yourself. It's counterintuitive of the normal world. The normal world, you got to make more money. You got to get more things, more cars. And the formula is spend as little as possible and make as much as you can and keep saving. That's the, the normal world. Here is the opposite. The rules are opposite. The more you let go, the lighter you become. The lighter you become, the more your heart opens. The more your heart opens, there's more love in your life. There's more life in your life. There's more light in your life. This, is, this works the other way around. The more you're loving to people and giving to them, the more you get love. This is a different system. And it's kind of like support the hands that are supporting you. Take care of the hands that are taking care of you. Support the system that is working and supporting you, whatever system that is. Because the other one, it's not good to you. Always, I remember, use this formula. If it's good to you, it's good for you. Now, what do I say? If I sit down here and smoke five cigarettes tonight, and tomorrow morning I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel good and my throat is bad. So five cigarettes wasn't good to me. It's not good for me because it wasn't good to me. And I'm not talking about morality or anything. Cigarettes are good or bad. But if you have a glass of wine tonight and it makes you feel really good and sleep really good and wake up tomorrow morning and feeling good. So I say, it's, if it's good to you, it's good for you. You only know that. Now, let's say you're going into healthy stuff, you're drinking smoothies, you're drinking a lot of good juices, and, and you're cleansing, and you, you wake up in the morning feeling vibrant, and you're drinking and juicing. If it's good to you, then it's good for you. So the old way of hanging on to your ideas, to stuff, cluttering your house, your home with more things, cluttering your body with stuff and your mind of all these ideas. Is it good? Is it good to you? Is it helping you? Collecting all this information about the wars, pandemic, the fear, the, the worry, the anxiety. Is it good? Is it good to you? Obviously, it's not. What about when, you're si when you let go of your mind and you're silent? What about you're quiet? What about when your heart opens up? What about when we come together in the workshop and we're dancing and having a great time? 
and you're meeting your brothers, sisters, and you're hugging each other, and all of a sudden you feel so much love in your life, and you wake up the next day, you don't feel depressed, you feel very happy, you feel supported, you feel like you found your brothers, sister, sisters in, in a workshop, in a seminar. Is that good to you? Is that good for you? It's not a time to be separated. It's a time to be separate, to have your alone place for meditation and silence and creating the, the space from contamination. So people don't come and poison your space. But it's not a time for us not to come together. This is a time for us to come together. This is a time to, for us to dive into the love, to share, to support, to receive the support and give support and come to the teachings for awakening. We want to awaken. So you want to awaken. Where do you want to go? Where do you go to get awakened? Where is enlightenment? It's in a movie theater. It's in a convention downtown. It's on a vacation somewhere in, I don't know, in Paris. Where is this awakening? Where can you get awakened? You have to go to awaken fields. Maybe you go to India and you go in an ashram and sit with the guru. Maybe you become a part of a spiritual community that gets together and they're singing, they're loving each other, they're holding each other, and they're talking about love instead of fear. Maybe you go to the retreat where the main goal is love and light and awakening. Well, where do you go? Because most of us are in a situation that we're separated and we're in segregation. Most of us are the black sheep of the family. Our families do not support us. They don't understand that we're spiritual beings and we need spiritual food. Most of us, our families believe in what they're watching on TV, on the media. They live in fear, worry, anxiety. They believe the world is real. They believe that they're their bodies. They believe that they're thinking mind. They believe they're their bank account. Most of us live or close to people like that. Life is about to make more money. Let's accumulate more. What? God realization? That's bullshit. We are in that. So what do we do? We're bombarded by that stuff all the time. And then we find each other. And so we need to come to the conversion, to come together, to keep connected. Because this is where the juice is. This is where satsang is happening. This is where the conversation about the truth and love is happening. This is where it's directing us towards the awakened one. Any kind of topics, any kind of groups, any kind of platforms that is supporting you to awaken needs to be supported, not ignored. That's where we have to pay our taxes to. We pay our taxes to governments to wage war and to buy more nu nuclear weapons where we should invest more into teachers, platforms, awakened beings that promote true love. And they have the way of triggering us that we discover the love within ourselves.
wherever is an opportunity for us to recognize I am who I am looking for. The true love comes within me. God is not a system of punishment and judgment. God is a living energy, which is always here, and it permeates into every single being. God is love, and it's here. That's what we want to support and promote, because that's the way we're going to be saved. The other way leads into an abyss and obviously doesn't work. So let's wake up here. Let's really awaken and stop playing games because the only person we play games with is ourselves. The only place, person you're playing games with is yourself. You're cheating yourself and you're not even aware of it because you think you're savvy, but you're cheating yourself. And then we just keep coming back and saying, why am I suffering? Why am I going through this pain? Why do I have these ups and downs? Because you keep doing the same thing that you've been doing that doesn't work. You can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. It doesn't work that way. You're not going to get different results. You have to change your course of action and your being and the way you think. All right. Anybody has any questions? All right. From our brother, Casey. Yes, I'm willing to completely let go right now. What do you think about that, Shadi? Shadi S. Our brother, Casey, is ready to completely let go right now. That's so funny because I was actually going to ask Casey if he's coming to the retreat. If he's coming where? To the retreat. Who? Casey? Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, okay. Casey, are you there, Casey? Can you unmute yourself? Shadi has a question for you. Hi, Casey. I'm, hi, I'm here. I'm just, my daughter's literally throwing up right now. <laughs> oh, okay. So I've been dealing with uh, issues. I had to pick her up from school because she was throwing up sick. Mm. Oh, no, we don't want that. Yeah. That's okay. So you're busy. Anyway, I was just wondering if you're coming to the retreat. Um, I would love to. I just, I financially, I have, I don't understand. There's literally, I don't see any possible way that I could afford it at this time. I, I want to more than anything. Yeah, it would be nice to have you. I'm going to be there myself. I'm coming from Canada. I think yeah. you live in the States, right? Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I, I maybe, maybe something will work out. My question. I've been actually, trying to ask the universe, but <laughs> I've been trying to ask the universe to provide a way. I just, I literally, I don't even have the credit. To, I mean, I just, I don't have the, I don't have the means at this time to make yeah. it happen. Yeah, I mean, we would love, we would love for you to come. Maybe somebody can loan you some money and you can make it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna keep putting it out there that you know. It, you know, <laughs> I mean, there. You know, anything is possible, but who knows? You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. My actually, I had a question in okay. regards to um, some of the things you were mentioning, but before that, I was just thinking about um, the recent course that you had, "Return to Infinite Wisdom," and uh -huh. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that not just the silence meditations, but there were certain exercises you did with us that 
really brought it to a whole different perspective and just sunk in in a, in a way that it was understood in a knowing versus the mind. Right. And then I was thinking, and then your last academy, there was an area or there was a part that you said something like, like you yourself have, have had God realization or self-realization. And then you went on to say that I'm going to use myself as an example, because I'm talking on my own behalf. You went to say like, oh, you have no clue who you are. Like you have no clue. So then after, after the, the academy, I'm just like, yeah, like he's, he's dead on. Like I thought I was the character based on the whole return to inf- the infinite wisdom exercises. There was a gap that created between the persona versus the platform of just not identifying with any story, the mind or the body. And I'm like, oh my God, this might, this might be just even, not, I'm not having even landed on the tip of the iceberg that you say, like, it's so vast. So then I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, like this academy or this retreat um, that you're really putting together and, you know, you're being so generous to put yourself out there is literally, it's like, as if it's like a gift to us that are seeking this. And this is like an opportunity that you've provided because you yourself have realized, have your own self-realization. And, um, and then like, I'm just thinking like, when else would anybody want to dive into this than now, since this is offered. And especially since there's been this little bit of an opening where we could travel and get together. Um, it just makes so much sense. And, um, I'm really grateful that you're doing this for us. And, uh, the vortex that you provided that you were saying, basically that once you enter that vortex, it makes sense because I think when you're in the presence of somebody who is enlightened and you say, everything is in the heart space, there's some type of a mission or transmission happening. And even though, yeah, we all have it within us. It's just being in the presence of somebody who has that innately discovered that I think would be really an amazing experience. So I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, I wish yeah. a lot of people that are listening or on the Academy, you know, if they could find a way of joining, I think it'll benefit them on their journey as well. Um, yeah. Well, I, but- I, I appreciate Shadi. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, although this is a lot of work for me and uh, of having this event in order and it's definitely not, there's no financial rewards in it. So I'm definitely not doing it for the money because there's really no money in it. But yeah, I'm doing it. First of all, I, I love my, I, the work and I see an opportunity for us to merge in together and to create this vortex, especially at this particular place that I love in Ore in Sweden, that bunch of us have been there. I mean, Hilde, Monica, Marit, um, uh, Elijah, a bunch of us been in this powerful place. And it's really a vortex, this, this area that we're gonna go. Besides its natural beauty and how pure it is, it's, it's a powerful vortex. And I feel, by creating this, because I don't know when is the next time it's going to be, you know, with all the stories of the bubble, I mean, of the pandemic and the war and blah, 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 they can shut everything down again. 
who knows? We may not be able to do anything like this for another two, three, four years. They may even come and say, you're not allowed to do these kind of things anymore. You don't know because it's dangerous. So for me, I feel like this is it. This is the moment. And it's like where the Buddha realized the moment, all the awakened ones, all, all the people that succeeded and they got to their goal, they realized the moment. Like when you're watching highly successful people that they made it from bottom to the top. For example, for me, it's like Michael Jordan, the basketball player, that Jordan realized the moment and he reached the greatness. But he didn't hesitate or postpone it. Or you hearing stories of people like, because there's an opening, something opens up. And it's like, even though fear comes, and you know, a lot of times we have excuses. Oh, I don't have the money, or ah, da, 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 or this week, da, 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 da. but it's all fear-based and postponing it. And it's symbolic to the universe. It's like universe rewards those who jump, you know, they jump. The opening is there and they jump through it. And universe rewards them. It's kind of a trick. It's like you, they want, it wants to see you take your chances and say, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I'm exactly. willing to. I'm willing to prioritize this, lose out on other things that I thought were important, but I'll make this really my... Even though I may not get anything out of it, you have to go with that mindset too, that, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go, but I am going without expectations, but I'm going to jump. I'm going to go through it. And for me, it's always like, what do I have to lose that I'm not going to lose anyways? What is it I'm going to lose? Because it's not like a lifetime investment or when it comes to those moments in life that something opened up and it's like you have to act on it in that moment to go for it or not go for it. And then once you have the courage and you jump, literally every time I've done it in my life with anything, it doesn't matter what, whether it was a business or it was traveling or it was relationship or uh, a decision that I had to make that there was fear and, but there was an opening and I went for it. I always went into another level in my life. Never, I never, it never failed. It's always been rewarded with it. Because again, these are like points in, your, in our spiritual awakening, the steps that we're taking that you, you have to be tested. You and the rewards, that you're, the rewards that you're talking about is not necessarily worldly rewards. It's more for the knowing of it that um, unfolds itself more of whatever you're in, your inner Your inner guru. You're the no. master, you're the master within now the guides, because we're guided. We're all guided. You can't walk this path on your own. You're guided and you have to pass your tests. You, you come to challenges in life. Sometimes it's life threatening challenges, financial challenges, relationship channel, channel uh, challenges. You come to challenges. And you have to you have to walk into it 
You have to walk into your fear. It's very frightening, but you walk into the fear. And then when you walk into your fear, you realize there was nothing. And that's where you go to the next level. You, you elevate. And there's, there's no way around it, basically. Because, if, because a lot of people talk and talk, but very few walk their talk. And God business is like that. You have to demonstrate to Her Majesty that you're worthy of receiving the wisdom that you're willing to let go and then you receive. And that's how it is. Then they give it to you in a mysterious way. It just comes. But you're going to be faced with that all the time. Whether to speak your truth, they... they Situation is created that they put you in a situation that you have to speak your truth to your husband or to your mother or to an authority or your boss. Let's say it's been kind of abusive and now you're afraid of this character or a lot of us are afraid of our dads because our father is the, this huge, big character and you're afraid to speak your truth to your dad and you're you know, because it's such a big purse character, so much energy around it. And now you have to speak your truth and you're frightened. But life will put you in those situations that you have to do it. And that's where the transformation takes place. When you break through that barrier every single time. And so, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to ask no, you no. my actual question, which is yeah. that true love that you're talking about. That's not the worldly love with divine love or whatever we call it. True, true what, love. Go ahead. Go on. Like, what are the qualias of it if it's not related to something that it's seen in the, in the illusionary sense? Like, those all become part of the emotion realm, which is up-down emotions. Um, but the one that you're talking about, or unconditional love, like, other than the time when we're in meditation and we're in complete silence and stillness and there's no thought and there's no everything is just complete peace um, playing or whatever. Can you speak a little bit louder? Is that the true love that you're talking about? Can you hear me? Yeah, I want to make sure others can hear you. So the true love that you're talking about, which is divine love, I'm just wondering, like, what are the quality, like, how, how does it even, if it's not even the feeling or the mind or any sensation, it has to be a sensation of just peace and complete um, letting go of, all identified stories and all relationships. It would just become like a plane of silence and stillness and peace. Is that like the sense, the feeling of that heart space that then opens up? When you distance yourself from your thought process and any kind of stories, even this, even this subject that the true love, what is the true love and how it works. When you distance yourself from it, when you fall into this other place in the back, you fall into this place and everything becomes quiet. The presence reveals itself. The presence of God, the presence of Her Majesty, the enormous being appears. And that is true love. And we witness that Ore, I mean, in so many of my workshops, we have witnessed it. But in Ore, I mean, Monica and Marit and Hilde and Elijah, 
when we've been at the retreat together, there were like many, many, many moments like we're all blown away. We're all just crying of the love that appears into the room, the power of it. And that one is not conditional. There's no name for it. There's no way of explaining it of the presence. It's like God comes in. Monica, how many times we had God showed up in our events? (laughs) Yeah, you're muted. It's just like this huge being (laughs) appears, comes comes to the room. And we all, I mean, I'm, I'm just a facilitator in it. This is way bigger than me. So it's like, don't look at me like Zaratustra, you're doing something. Believe me, I am like everybody else. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> the boss comes in because here we are. All of our intentions are in one thing. We're all paying attention to God and God appears. He says, here I am. And then in that moment, you know that there's, you know, all these stuff you were thinking in your head Oh, uh, how do I get there? And I don't have the money. And blah, 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 blah. And, but, you know, the people are going to be like this. And I don't want to share a room with someone else. Everything disappears. And it's like, that's why I'm here. Oh, now I get it. The boss is here. And it's like, what did I do to deserve meeting the boss? I can't explain it to you. I can't explain this to anybody. It's beyond explanation. The presence, and I'm not saying this only happens in Ore in Sweden. I've experienced that being at the presence of Papaji and powerful awakened beings that I've been with, that the boss showed up. And that's what I want everyone to notice because there's no ifs or buts at that point. You get freed in that moment from all your ideas. What was your experience, Monica? You tell me. <laughs> it's uh, just uh, life-changing. Uh, I must say, life-changing. It has changed my life. And uh, I remember the first time I went there, I got home to my husband and said, I have to go to Ore. <laughs> and I thought he would say, no, no, no. But yes, and he ca- came too. He didn't participate in the group, but he was around <laughs> and had the good meals and walked around the beautiful surroundings and like that. But this time I go by myself by train because yes. we have sold our car. Yeah. We're going to make sure we, we, as we get closer, we're going to make sure you're traveling with some other of our friends. So you're in the same train. Yes. We're going to work this out as we get closer. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. hmm. So, yeah, it's, and I have to say, I really appreciate you, uh, Marit, you as our elders coming to, my event and and blessing us yeah the yeah it's like uh 
resetting is like for me it's very important to go back there again many times when we're doing our events here the boss shows up but there is a power into coming together there is something very special in coming together with that intention and that's why to me this is the mother of all my retreats this is the mother of all my retreats because i've never done a retreat which was aimed at enlightenment so that's why i want to to i find that the most special retreat in my life and i do want it to be the most special one and that's why we're going to so much trouble to also bringing baram ji even though baram ji is coming baram ji is a uh, one of the most talented sufi musicians alive on this planet today he's an old friend of mine he's an old soul a wise being and when baram ji starts playing his music for those of you who don't know much about him he plays this traditional iranian instrument called the santur and when and baram ji sings most of his songs they're coming from the rumi Rumi is a Persian enlightened master poet from 800,000 years ago. Anyway, when Baram ji plays his love his music it starts to channel and uh those of us who've been in the presence of that being and the music we have seen and experienced the enormous the power of the love that appears so for me i'm going through the trouble of trying to get him there even though he's coming from ibiza but it's really a very difficult thing to do because he has to fly from ibiza to madrid and madrid to amsterdam amsterdam to trondheim then we have to send somebody there to drive him this is like a 12 hour 14 hour journey or maybe it takes him 2 days to get there but i want him there because this is i feel like this is my contribution to the planet right now is to create this vortex and ore between june 6 to the 13th is going to be this beacon that is going to connect the heaven to earth we're going to create this energy field to opening this powerful energy to come through and awakening everyone to raise everyone and changing everybody in cellular memory to full awakening to to enlightenment to so we can have buddhas on this planet and i feel like this particular date and place is where the transmission takes place i feel it in my bones i feel it in every cell of my body and despite all the challenges that i'm going through with it you know shadi knows hilda knows that pulling this event together it's i've been just spending hours and hours of trying to put it together and hold it together but i know everything that i'm doing for it is worth it because this is going to be the most powerful event i've ever done in my life and been a part of it creating this transmission to transform each and every one of us into a free enlightened being and this is it hallelujah
<laughs> no, it's really exciting. I'm so happy. Like, there, seriously, it's such a blessing to have you do this and to be a part of it. I really hope other people can make it. Well, you know, when you committed that you're coming and you're coming with, with your partner and your mom, that also gave me a lot of encouragement. Yeah, like my partner is not even part of the academy. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm going to open this invitation. Are you coming or not? He's like, I'm coming. And he has no idea <laughs> about what he's even going through, but he's like open to it. I said, right. I can't really explain it. I would rather you just come there and just get it fresh, really. Yeah. Versus me saying things and then having it go through the mind or not go through the mind or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can't. It's like and other Shadi with her daughters coming. It was like, I can't turn my back to them. They already committed. They're coming, even though I have to pull a lot of strings and do a lot of stuff to put this together. And uh, you, you need help. It's not a one man show. You need a lot of support. And it was like, I got to do this. The, this this is already written so i'm i'm very excited myself looking forward to it and i hope thank others you. join us and really bring bring this collective energy together and i have some surprises for you guys we're definitely going to do a shamanic day even though i didn't put it on the retreat because i didn't want anybody to come and tell me are you going to teach shamanic healing but we will have on, on the Thursday, we're going to bring the shaman in. So I'm going to put it on my website. We're going to bring some of, some of our clothing, like previous years. We're going to do makeup. We're going to paint our faces. We're going to do shamanic dances, shamanic music, and bring the spirit in. Uh, and I'm going to teach that day shamanic exorcism and shamanic healing. So... We will do that. But I didn't want to make this retreat about the healing or put myself under uh, an obligation that, that now I'm obligated to do it because I want it to be completely organic and just tough space. You know, you're, you're just not like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. Otherwise, other people are going to get upset. I'm just going to say, let's just let it come out. Let God come in and heal and transform everybody, but without an agenda. So nice to see you all. Hello, Robert. Nice seeing you. I see you have your lovely daughter with you or partner. Hi. I can't really see that well. Yeah, nice. Nice having you. Um, hello, Nitu. Nitu J. Raidun Lee. Radhika. Sharma, Marie Murray from Warsaw, welcome. Eva Anderson, Karen uh, London, I got your email. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate for your love. Uh, I, I meant to write back to you. I didn't get a chance. Hane, uh, Victoria Sa Sally. Victoria, I don't know if we've met you before or not, but anyway, welcome. Hey, all. yeah, we've met. <laughs> we've met. Okay, yeah. right. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. Oh, now I hear your voice. Now I know who you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I recognize you. 
Okay. Very good. Shadi. Hi. Hi, other Shadi. Hi, Shadi. Hi. Hi, Zaratustra. Thank you so nice much. Nice seeing you. Nice Thank seeing you. you. Same here. I, yeah. I, I, I want to connect with you, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact you later on today or sorry about my <laughs> mischievous and <laughs> la lack of uh, showing up. So no worries. <laughs> but I always get your love. So I appreciate it. Thank you for being patient with me. So if there's nothing else anybody wants to say, Hilda, Evanstad, you, you wanted to say something. No, you don't want to say. Hey. I can say hi. And right. I just want to say that about Baron G's music. I was in the ventilator for four weeks and in coma for three days in 2016. And I was uh, sitting there listening to his music uh, on repeat. And that helps me to get back on my feet again, you know. I was just walking in my helping aid walking aid stick. So that helped me really to get connected with my heart and with, with the love again, because right. it's real magic. It's, it is magic. So I appreciate your sharing that. I mean, I've, I've known this man for 30 years. I've been around his work. And uh, we have also done one album together which actually I'm planning on releasing the album this coming maybe week or next two weeks and putting it out. Um, we just, we, I just want you to hear him in person, in Ore, when he plays his magic. He brings, he brings magic. It's like instantly the presence appears. Instantly the hearts open up and tears run down because it's like, God is directly connected to this music. It's so amazing. He was here for a month. And then wherever we went and did some event, people were just in tears. He opened up so many people's hearts to love, to love themselves. So Hilde, uh, she's uh, my dear sister. She's a point of contact. Uh, so if any of you want to contact her, you're welcome to, as well as... Uh, my other sister, Annalie, who's in Sweden. Hilde is in Norway. Annalie is in Sweden. And you can contact us directly in the US, uh, right to my email. Uh, email is info at zaratustra.tv. The website is zaratustra.tv. Social media pages are zaratustra5d. So if you have any questions, contact us. Um, we're about to run out of single rooms in Ore. So um, just let us know, get, get engaged and co communicate with us if you're interested. So we make sure that we can accommodate you. Before we say goodbye, I'd like you to, for a moment, put your hands on your heart and just relax and take a deep breath. And remember your goodness. Remember that you come from land of love, that you, you actually, outside of your human traits and limitations, outside of that, you're a torch and you're representing divine being on this planet. You are love. Your entire presence is 
pure love. You're pure, pure love. And you are pure at the very depth of yourself. In the very core of your being, there is purity. Outside of your stories, whatever you think of yourself, what are your beliefs of yourself, goodness is in the very center of who you are. As you have your eyes closed, I would like you to invite God, light, love, Her Majesty, the Supreme Being, the Creator of all. I would like you to invite God in your heart, in your everyday moment of life. Invite God. Ask God to come and take over. Ask God to illuminate you, to take over you, to operate your thoughts, to speak on your behalf, and to be every action and reaction that comes out of your body. Surrender yourself to the presence. Surrender yourself to the love of God. And let's direct this love that we feel to all brothers and sisters across the planet, whether they're at war or peace, let's bring peace to all beings of universe. Let's bring love and light to all beings, the animal kingdom, the vegetable kingdom. Let's send this love to them and wishing for a day that all beings can live in harmony with each other. And if you please repeat after me, as you have your, your attention is in your center of your being, if you repeat after me, I love myself. I love myself. I love everybody. I forgive myself. I forgive everybody because I'm love, because I'm light, because I'm God. That's why I love myself. And I forgive myself. I say yes to love, yes to love, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namaste, Namaste, Namaste. Let there be peace, let there be peace, let there be peace among all beings of universe. Aho, Namaste.